Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Affirmation Addict Podcast. Today, I'm talking about limiting beliefs that I think might be blocking your ability to manifest. I think it is very normal and very familiar for all of us to think about manifestation as we have to reprogram beliefs about whatever we're manifesting, right? Say you're manifesting your soulmate. We know we have to reprogram about how we feel about ourselves, about love, about past relationships, about forgiveness. That is very expected. But something that I've been really thinking about recently and just based off of my experience with different DMs I'm getting, different clients I've been working with, I think we all have a set of beliefs about how manifestation works. And I think that really impacts our experience of the manifestation journey. And this is something I started talking about more and more as I started understanding that The way we think manifestation works and our beliefs about manifestation in general are actually making a difference on how it shows up in our life and how things end up actually manifesting for ourselves. So I want to share with you three of the main beliefs that I think might be blocking or just adding a layer of hindrance to your manifestation, no matter what you're manifesting. And once again, these are all in theme of the manifestation journey. It is all about how do you feel like the journey works? How do you think manifestation works? What you expect or assume of the journey? And I think it's this thing that's not very spoken about where it's like our perception and the way we feel about the manifestation process is also very important in manifestation. And I haven't actually seen anybody talk about it. So I'm excited to just share some of these beliefs and also just opposite beliefs, aka affirmations that you can use if any of these beliefs feel true to you. So the limiting beliefs and the reason it's just a limiting belief is ultimately kind of a crash course on manifestation is Everything is ultimately a belief, and a belief is something that you can choose to subscribe to. Most of the time, we don't give ourselves a choice. We just subscribe to beliefs that are repeated to us, that we see often, that are very common in our society. However, we actually do have the choice to pick and choose our beliefs. We have the choice to decide whether or not we want to subscribe to these beliefs, and the reprogramming is 
the way you start reprogramming is through repetition. Um, there's sometimes deeper things that go into reprogramming depending on your relationship with that belief, your faith in that belief, your acceptance of that belief. However, the start to reprogram any belief is an affirmation, which is why my business is all after affirmations because I think they are the foundation of manifesting anything to changing your life, to changing your self-concept and your sense of self. I really think affirmations are at the root of it, but the reason we don't always get it right is because we're not focusing on the correct route. Sometimes we're focusing on manifesting a soulmate when we actually need to focus on our definition of love. Sometimes we're focusing on a dream job when we actually need to focus on our definition of success. So that is kind of the correlation, right? Same thing here. We're focusing on manifestation in order for you to manifest whatever you're manifesting. But the first step to that is actually understanding what do I even think about manifestation? And maybe take a second right now and just think to yourself, how do I feel like manifestation works for me? What do I believe to be true about manifestation? And what do I think is my relationship with manifestation? I can tell you right off the bat, for me, manifestation actually started as a last resort. It started as, well, better than this, right? It started as, I hope this can work because everything else sounds pretty dang awful. And manifestation was kind of my last step and it ended up working. It ended up being a way of living my life. And that's why I have started calling manifestation a lifestyle because I firmly believe it is a lifestyle. I firmly believe it is a way of living. It is a way of being. It is a way of choosing to show up in our lifetime. So take a second, think about your beliefs with manifestation as a whole. How does it work? Maybe you think manifestation is complete bogus. Maybe you think manifestation is just luck. Maybe you think manifestation is people trying to change their destiny, but you really believe in destiny. Maybe you think manifestation is fake or it's a fraud or scam. Maybe you believe manifestation means that you have to be positive all the time or that you can't mess up or you have to do something every single day. Maybe you have certain beliefs about how manifestation works and how you need to show up in order for manifestation to work for you. So take a second and just take a mental note of those thoughts. If you really want, make this a journaling exercise and write them down because I actually think this is probably one of the most helpful things you can do for yourself on the manifestation journey. So today I'm going to talk about three of the most common beliefs in manifestation. And once again, these are not necessarily true or false. You can choose, but I think they are limiting and I think they might hold us back more than they propel us forward. Limiting doesn't mean bad. It doesn't mean you're wrong or that you've been wasting your time. It just means I think that is not very helpful. And I think there's a better way to move forward and think about manifestation. So the first one is that manifestation requires hard work. Now, all of these, and you're if you've listened to my podcast, if you've followed me for a while, you know I love being contradictory. You know I love just making things uncomfortable because I think that's the biggest way we grow. So I will say one thing, but also agree with the opposite. I love being um, 
kind of on both sides because I think both sides are always fine. I think both sides, you can make things work with both sides. So you're going to notice a little bit of a pattern in this episode, especially with these beliefs that I think both sides are correct. I think you can manifest by having both types of beliefs, but I think one creates more ease and one creates a little bit more frustration. So you get to choose and see how it resonates in your body. Maybe one of the limiting beliefs actually serves you better than one of the empowering beliefs. We're all different, but these are my interpretations of what's worked for me and what I've seen with a lot of my community on Instagram and my clients. So this first one is that manifesting requires hard work. Before I dive into this, I think hard work is actually up to us. It is up to us as to how we define hard work. If you define hard work as showing up every day, then yeah, manifestation does require hard work. But if you're willing to reprogram what hard means for you and you're willing to look at the different things that go into manifestation as joyous work or empowering work or healing work, then it might be a different connotation. So manifestation does require effort. It requires whether it's mental, emotional, energetic, physical, or spiritual, it requires effort. Um, Even if it's the effort of just thinking, it, it requires some sort of effort. It requires some sort of output on your end. So manifestation requires effort. Whether that effort equals hard work is actually up to you. You get to decide what you're labeling as hard work. You can label affirmations and healing and inner child work and physical release and trauma healing as hard, or you can label that as necessary maybe. You can label that as fun. And for me, what's really worked is I think manifestation requires work. I even would call it hard work, but that's because hard work doesn't sound like a bad thing to me anymore. I've worked on reprogramming hard work as a bad thing because I think hard work is actually a beautiful thing. However, most people think of hard work as exhausting and a waste of time and just draining. But for me, hard work is like empowering. It lights a fire under me. It's passionate. That's what hard work feels like to me. So if you don't like the term hard work, what if manifestation requires engaged effort? Manifestation requires intentional effort. Manifestation requires exciting action. Think of different ways you can say this and see if you're willing to reprogram it. Because I think hard work comes with such a bad reputation. It has such a negative connotation that it actually kind of holds us back from wanting to dive into the manifestation journey. But in reality, the work is fun. I think it's really fun to be able to fall more in love with yourself. I think it's really fun to be able to create your dreams. I think it's really fun to be able to heal to a level where you can't get triggered. To me, that's fun work. And I think if you look at it in that lens, you might be able to see that manifestation is actually work, but it's the good kind of work. And even if it is hard work. I'm doing air quotes if you're not watching the video, but even if it is quote unquote hard work, why is that a bad thing? 
So don't let the label of hard work be a limit that you're self-imposing unintentionally. Allow hard work to be intentional effort. Allow it to be engaged excitement and engaging action. Allow hard work to be a different label and create your own label. Maybe it's creative play. Manifestation requires creative action. Manifestation requires playful living, whatever you want to call it. But what is a different way where you can call and talk about manifestation and the effort that is required? How can you see that in a positive light rather than in a resistance-filled light? I always get a ton of questions in my DMs from people asking how I can manifest The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now, or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the Manifestation Archetype Quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're going to receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find the link to the quiz in the show notes or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. The second belief is I am not worthy or deserving of this. I think we've all struggled with this. And one thing I want to say is I actually don't believe you have to feel worthy of your manifestation in order to receive it. I used to think this, and I've probably actually said this before in different podcasts, but recently I've been on Instagram sharing my manifestations explained. So I've been going through all of my manifestations, like my soulmate, dream job, dream career, dream home, um, self-love, all of these things. And I actually noticed a pattern where I actually never fully felt worthy of them before they manifested and even sometimes when they manifested. So I think worthiness is actually a big myth. Maybe worthiness is important to some extent. However, I do think you don't have to fully feel worthy in order to receive it because I know I didn't. I know I didn't feel fully worthy of Tom because when I dated him and when we were first dating, my insecurities were at an all-time high. I know I didn't feel fully worthy of manifesting my job as a consultant because I was shocked that I got the dream job in my dream city with my dream client in my city that Tom was living in. So literally my work paid for our long, long distance. So I don't think worthiness is necessary and especially worthiness of that specific desire. I think worthiness of things working out for you might be a better way to put it. But I feel like there's a misconception that we must be worthy, must feel worthy of our desires before they can actually reach to us. And I think that is not necessarily true because even when I've had my desires, I didn't fully feel worthy. I doubted why I had them. And I was like, is this going to go away? So I think a better way to kind of address this worthiness is I'm worthy of good things happening to me and I'm worthy of celebrating when good things happen to me rather than feeling worthy of a specific desire and trying to define what worthiness even feels like and Because it is, it's such a foreign concept that worthiness is actually probably the most neutral feeling. It's probably the most normal feeling, but because it's so talked about in the spiritual space, we think it's going to be this huge 
different, life-changing, heart-opening feeling when actually I think worthiness actually feels completely normal and neutral. So I think we put worthiness on too high of a pedestal to where we don't actually know how to experience it. And then we don't think we realize we don't feel like we're worthy. And then we assume and have basically accepted that our manifestations aren't coming because we don't feel fully worthy of them. We're basically adding a justification to why our manifestations aren't showing up. So that is why I think shifting, I'm not deserving of this, or I'm not worthy of this to just, I am worthy of good things happening or worthiness is my natural state of being. Like I always feel worthy because I simply am and I don't have to justify it. I don't have to try and define it. I don't have to label it. That feels a little bit more empowering to me than trying to figure out what would I feel like when this manifests and what would worthiness in that lens feel like? I think it's a little bit kind of stuck in analysis paralysis or overanalyzing. So instead of trying to deeply understand what worthiness for a specific manifestation looks like, what if you're just worthy of good things you always have been, you always are? And we kind of drop the worthiness issue because I can tell you with full confidence, there was no way I felt worthy of Tom, even when we met, even while we were dating, even though he was professing his love to me, I still didn't feel fully worthy for a really long time. And so I think worthiness is something that can consistently grow and expand upon, but it doesn't have to be there from the get-go and not in the depth that I think we assume it needs to be. So the last one is without this desire, I won't be happy. We put so much pressure on our manifestations. I think we feel like our manifestations are necessary and we come with an angle of entitlement. And that is when the universe loves to show us our place. The universe loves to show us, no, you won't get it because I will show you how to be okay without it. And then once we get to that point, the manifestation usually shows up, but it is a frustrating cycle. So for me, what's been helping me is what if instead of depending so heavily on my manifestation and feeling like it's a need, what if my manifestation was just an added bonus of my life? What if it's just a cherry on top? What if it's just a gift from the universe rather than a necessity? Because wherever I'm at is good enough. Like I'm here, I'm alive, I'm breathing. When we put that pressure on our manifestations, it creates way too much resistance and it kind of defeats the purpose. It makes us from the lens of the universe who is overly generous, overly abundant. It makes us, and I'm only saying this and I say this with love because I've done this too. It makes us, it puts us in a vibration of ungrateful, unappreciative, um, entitled and just like nothing is actually good enough. And I'm actually recording an entire podcast on this next week. But I think that chronic state of I need this manifestation or my life is ruined is just kind of melodramatic. And I think calling that out and acknowledging to ourselves that maybe we are being a little bit dramatic about this manifestation and the way we approach it and the way we are approaching our entire manifestation practice takes radical honesty. It takes courage because it's scary to admit that. It's embarrassing, maybe shameful to admit that we are being overdramatic and placing too much of our happiness in it. But 
those unseen and unspoken kind of pressures and implications are what the universe is picking up on. That is creating our dominant vibration. So instead of saying, without this, I won't be happy, how I reframe that belief is, if this comes, things are going to get even better. If this comes, I will be even happier, but I am still happy now. And allowing yourself to bask in how good life is and how much better it can get. Because if you can find peace now, there's no leverage on you. You are free already. If you can feel the peace and the joy and the gratitude now, nothing can stop you. You can only go up from here. If this current reality, if your baseline is peace, all you can experience is more peace. And I think we forget that. We feel like our current reality isn't good enough. We feel this judgment and this shame for where we're at, what timeline we're on, that we haven't manifested this, that we're not married, that we don't have kids or we don't have a job. We feel all of this shame and assign all these labels to ourselves. But if you can be at peace, truly at peace and acceptance and appreciation for where you're at now, it can only go up from here. If you stop looking at yourself like in a pitiful way or in a victim kind of like, life isn't working out for me, then people and the universe and your manifestations have leverage over you. But if we can flip that script where you have leverage over everything else, that freedom is completely unmatched. So I hope these three beliefs and ways to reprogram and offerings on how to reprogram were super helpful. They have helped me made my manifestation journey easier and more freeing and just enjoyable because I don't think manifestation is meant to be frustrating. However, a lot of us do get frustrated with it. So let's turn that script around and I hope this podcast episode can help you start to do that. I love you. Thank you for being here and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate, interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy. 